0: Well, we're going to talk about the glory of God a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. And I call it the prophetic fulfillment of the glory. Because I believe that everything God knows, God has everything on a time schedule. And I believe that we're in his time today. Amen. We're in God's time. You know, he doesn't make mistakes. So I believe it's time for the church to glorify the Lord. Amen. I can sense that there's a stirring in the atmosphere. How many of you can say that? Something's going on with God. Amen, prophet. Something's going on with God. And I know that the best is yet to come. Amen. Hallelujah. The best is yet to come. I know God is just um, preparing our hearts for what he has for us. Uh, Pastor Kelly, I always call her Pastor Kelly. She was talking about how there's uh, something that we need to do. Uh, What was that word she used? Um, When you have to meet some type of criteria to prerequisite. Thank you. There's a prerequisite for what God has for us. Amen. And so I know that in the spirit realm, he's working all things for our good. Amen. And he's preparing us. Physically, mentally, spiritually, for what he has for us. Amen. So it's time for the church to glorify the Lord. And I believe that there is coming to the earth a prophetic manifestation of God's glory. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. He's revealing his glory every day. Amen. You know, I was uh, just talking to someone about uh, Cleveland. And we talked yesterday about uh, what was going on in, in Detroit. And every time you get a confirmation, that's a manifestation of the glory of God. Amen. And so I believe that God is, um, he's speaking all the time. And I believe we have to be in tune to catch what he's throwing at us. They may like catch that. (laughs) But God is always revealing himself to us. Amen. And the Bible says that we'll see it all together. We'll see his glory all together. You know, like on the day of Pentecost, they saw it together. Amen? They saw his glory revealed. And they saw it together. And I always think about what did they do that was so different. For And they were on one accord. And when people are on one accord, the glory falls. And we're going to see it more and more. And I I believe that God is in the midst of us, and he is going to do what he says. It's like this. The the lion is roaring. And when the lion roars, he speaks. And when he speaks, it changes the atmosphere. It changes things. And when the lion roars, nobody can change what he's going to do. Because when he says it, he's going to do it. That's the law. Amen? Nobody can change his mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So why don't we go to Isaiah 40. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. That word glory, I'll just say that while you're turning. That glory means to that majesty, splendor, wealth, and excellence. And I like that word wealth because, you know, wealth is always tied to what God is doing because he is wealth. Amen. That's part of who he is. Amen. That word wealth. And sometimes that doesn't always mean money. I feel you. <laughs> Isaiah forty. Let's start in three. And this is the voice of the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. And the crooked places shall be made straight. And I like that. Because I believe that whatever's wrong, God's going to fix it. Amen? He's going to make things right. And verse 5 is the the verse that I wanted. It says, And the rough places smooth, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. And when that voice cry out, who can say anything different? Amen. When the Lord speaks to us, you know, however he wants to speak. You know, I'm I'm not going to touch the visions and dreams. Staying away from that. Amen. But because I don't, you know, I don't get all of that. I mean, it's okay. But I know God has his way of speaking to his people. And I like so much how he's doing it because... When he speaks, he puts it out there for everybody to see. Nobody nobody can deny that it is God. Amen. Uh, He's using, I believe he's using Detroit as an example. You know, where he is, you know, I was looking at and I was thinking to myself, this this once proud city and how it has gone to ruins. But God is saying, I'm building it up. Amen. I'm restoring. Hallelujah. And I believe that, that we can always use that as an example of what God is doing in, in, in the midst of us. Amen. So let's go to, let's see, I think that's verse. Uh, let's drop down to uh, verse 10. And it says, Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arms shall rule for him. Amen. Behold, his reward, and that word reward means recompense, Recompense is with him and his work before him. And he will feed his flock like a shepherd. Amen. God will not fail you. You know, this is the time, and this is what I'm, I'm feeling, that this is a time where we need to draw closer, have a hunger for God. Amen. You know, have a thirst. You know, and I believe that God is c- crying out, Or drawing pure hearts, you know, like a a deer pant for water. You know, that's how we need to thirst and hunger for God. Amen? And I believe that God is, is just looking and searching for those people that just want more. Amen? Want more. That's what brought me to where I am now, crying out for more. Amen? God, I want more. You know, I was in a religious setting and a lot of tradition. And I looked around one day, my kids were getting older, and I just said, God, there's got to be more, you know. And so I cried out, and I know when a heart cries out for what God has, you know, he he never denies anybody. And so I, yes, and he did, he filled me, and that's what the the word says. You know, he who hungers and thirsts, after righteousness shall be filled. And so he filled me, and I just knew that there had to be more because I just wasn't satisfied just going to church and, you know, doing the the status quo. But I wanted more from God, and he never disappointed me since that day. Amen. Let's go to Habakkuk, too. There's a scripture in there. I know most of you know Habakkuk because that's what we stand on in our ministry. But... The book of Habakkuk talks about, there's a scripture in there that talks about <clears throat> what's to come. Habakkuk 2.14. And it says, the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the word is covered. sea." I just kind of remembered it. And I, I was introduced to that scripture when we started the ministry. And so I believe that the Lord is pouring out his spirit as the water. Every, everybody's going to know that it's God. He's not going to hide himself. I mean, it's just going to be so obvious. You know, and he, everybody will know. They'll have the knowledge of the Lord because it's being poured out. But this is the thing I believe God is saying, are you ready for it? You know, what do you need to do? It's like uh, Pastor Kelly was saying yesterday, there's a prerequisite for receiving everything that God has. And I think that these days that you can feel something mounting in the spirit realm, and I think God is allowing us to become familiar, you know, and feel comfortable in what he's doing because He it it involves everybody. And so God is expecting us to cry out, you know, if ever we needed him, we need him now. You know, people talk about what's in First Peter, um, uh, First Timothy, talking about the end times. Oh, we're in the end times, but it, you know, what does that really mean? Because God has made a provision for us during the end. We're in we're in. You know, it's not a threat to those who are serving God and who. Hunger and thirst after Him. You know, we have to be obedient, and we need to make sacrifices. And I think this is where God is trying to get everybody to that humble place where He can just feed us by His Spirit, and where we don't even want natural food. We just want more of Him. He have to tell us when to come out and go eat. (laughs) I believe we're getting to those days. You know what I'm saying? And and God wants to just feed us and just naturally we used to live like that in the back in the day, what we call back in the day when we first started. We just wanted more and more of God. Remember those days? And then it's funny how we can move so far away from that being busy with God's work. <laughs> we can get busy with God's work and we forget what brought us to the place where we are right now. You know, we forget what what led us to the foundation and put us on the foundation that we are. So I believe God has taken us back where we'll desire him again. And hunger and thirst after righteousness so that we can be refilled and refilled over and over again. Amen. And that's what God wants. He loves us so much. Says He, You know, he doesn't want us to continue to put priorities over him. You know, I've got to do this and that we we know that we have to do these things and we do have to do these things you know but god wants us to make time for him i remember when you know when back in the day i used to use time in the car to just be my time with god you know or just simple things washing dishes and things like that to just become one with god and a meeting place so to speak. And so I know that God is bringing that back into our hearts, putting that desire back in our hearts. I believe that has to come from Him. Amen? Amen. And so God wants us to stop putting everything before Him and calling everything Him and put that desire back in our hearts for Him. Amen? Hallelujah. How many of you know that when the mouth of the Lord speaks, you can make bank on it? He's not a lie. He can't lie. Amen? Amen. And every promise is sealed with an oath. Amen. And that's what really, what Pastor Barr preached one time. It was a healing school, I think it was last year, and she, and she made sealed with an oath and a promise. I think that's her newest book. And that, it just went, amen, that's a plug. <laughs> amen. And everybody go out to that table. But I remember that teaching, <laughs> smoking guns. I remember that teaching as if it was yesterday because I'm telling you, when she preached that, it, it, you, you ever, something ever went on the inside of you yeah. and stuck and, and just put a little notch on the inside, and it kind of changed. I'm not going to say there was a dramatic change, but I know that there was a change from that because I said, now everything, every promise is sealed with an oath. Everything that God has said is an oath and a promise. I said, then why am I worrying about if he's going to do something? <laughs> you you know, you can really psych your own self out and then say, hey, you know, come out of it. Because everything in Christ Jesus is yes and amen. He's already said yes. Amen. And, some, you know, you get a few people and they say, well, I think God said no. I told him, I said, he never says no. He never... When he, you know, he wants to heal you, you're already healed. So he can't say no because he's already said yes. And so there's never a no to the promises of God. Amen. And so we need to go back to those times where we just, the childlike faith, where we just believed everything that God said, you know, just like children do. Amen. And so we trusted God so much because We didn't know anything better but to just trust him. See, we got got a little word in us now. Gotten a little religious, a little up there. And so we can pull a little religious jargon out to suffice for why it's not here yet. But I'm telling you, if God said it, it's written in stone. Amen? And it's going to, it has to happen. It's not about when it will happen. And then if you believe it, when don't matter. Amen? When don't matter. Amen. And so we just trust him. And trust, I believe we have to be taught trust just because of, through a relationship, a a little little baby steps. You know, childlike faith. You know, if your dad tell you, I'm going to buy you a bike on Friday. That kid is looking for that bike, and they're not going to listen to nobody else. They want the bike. Daddy, where's the bike? I remember when our father used to promise us things. We said, Daddy, remember that bike? Where is it, Daddy? We'd get up in his face. You know, there's four girls, and we would strong arm him. And he didn't want to disappoint. He never really disappointed us. Well, sometimes, but, you know, when he said he was going to do something, he pretty much did it because that's what you're expecting children expect their father to give them good gifts and keep his word amen hallelujah and we need to trust god in that same way that he's a father that gives good gifts and he doesn't lie if he says he's going to do it he does it amen and even the bible says that it says that you know how much more what God do if a, a father, a natural father, gives good gifts to his children. And so we must trust him in every way. So the word is sealed with an oath and a promise. And the Lord is coming for his word. When he puts something out, he's coming for it. Amen. He comes for his word. And Jesus is the expressed, the expressed image of God. Amen. He is the word. So if you want to know who Jesus is, that's who he is. He's the express image of the word of God. Everything that God has spoken, that's what Jesus is. That's who he is. Because he is his express image. And so, you know, we need to understand these things and just give God in our hearts. And and all of this commercial stuff, it just really doesn't matter. It's just you and him and that trust and that relationship that you've developed between one another amen and god has shined his the light out of the darkness into our hearts so in other words we are children of the light amen and so the works of god are always you know always light us up the, the works of god are always good god is in the light um you know he shines the light in darkness in other words, we are the light. I mean, we are children of the light. We, there's no darkness in us once you are, you know, born again and trusting God. And so we light up a dark place. You know, we're, we, don't, we don't blend in with the dark. You know, you don't put a candle under a chair. Amen. You, you know, because I mean, you can't do it. We radiate and we light things up. And so that's what we're supposed to do. Amen. So god has shined his light on the inside in the hearts of his children and god is doing something big in this season and i know that god is working to show himself who you know show us who he really is in the spirit we have to allow him to come in you know god is not going to force you but but he will show you what you need to do to allow him to come in And be a part of your life. Amen. And so we need to trust. It's a matter of trust. Trusting Him to do what He says He's going to do. All right. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 60. I'm going to be in Isaiah for a little bit longer. Isaiah 60, verse 1. And is a Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And that word glory means honor. And so your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you. Amen. And this, I believe, refers to the end times where gross darkness is in the world, but we will be a light. And that's what I was trying to say. We'll be a light in a dark place. Amen. And his glory will be seen upon you because you can't hide light. Amen. And so we try to, we try to put that light out when we're in different atmospheres where we're not supposed to be. Or sometimes. <laughs> but that light, will, you know that light will still shine? Amen. You can't put that light out. you going to stick out like a sore thumb where you don't supposed to be. Where you, you know, even if it's, especially if it's in the, in the workplace. And you so you have to, it's like uh, those uh, Middle Easterns told right, no, this is your job. You tell them. This is your job. Amen. You minister. And so you're the light in here. Amen. So you can't hide the light, and you have to allow the light to. Uh, do what it's supposed to do and it's supposed to expose darkness and so we are a light we're jewels you know we shine and we're supposed to and that word glory i have another definition It's weightiness god's weightiness amen it's substance it almost always means substance and heavy hallelujah power authority Magnificence. I like that word as a better definition. Fame and dignity. It also means riches and excellency. I like that one too. Glorious and notable. Amen. Because when God does it, can't nobody else do it but him. Can't do it like him either. You know, that's why Jesus was so hated because he you know he didn't stick to any floor plan. <laughs> he just broke the rules all the time, because he was the one and the only, and nobody can duplicate him. Amen. And so he was. Um, he had all honor, and he got the attention of everybody. Some liked and some not liked, but he got the attention of everybody because he was the light. Amen. And he and when he was around, the darkness showed up. So that's what glory is. It's God's honor. That has risen upon each and every one of us. Amen. And I believe we're going to carry this into the next move of God. Amen. Because we are, we are it. We're the glory carriers. I heard somebody say something like that not long ago. The glory carriers. And God is causing us to, to d- desire more glory, more of his glory, to carry more. You know, sometimes you don't plan to be in, in this thing called uh, the move of God. But I believe God drafts people, you know. And some people fall out. Some people stay in there. And he whips some in there. But I'm telling you that this next move of God, I believe that you're going to have to be closer to God than you've ever been. Make more sacrifices than you ever thought you had to. But I also believe that God's going to make it easy for his people. Amen? I, I don't believe it's going to be hard. It's going to be easy because I don't believe we're going to have any other choice. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to go with the flow. But I know that God is with us no matter how things look. He is with us. And it's, it's, to me, I feel like there's no bad news because God sees everything before it even happens. You understand? There's a lot of people that's expecting bad. But, you know, the Lord told me, he gave me Ephesians 3.20. And this was like a couple months ago. And every time I turn around, I was seeing that scripture, hearing somebody say it. And so I was just, you know, asking the Lord about it. And he says, well, you are Ephesians 3.20 people. He says, when you think of me, you think of exceedingly and abundantly. He says, my people are going to do great works exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. In other words, he's going to give big, bless big, <laughs> come through big, <laughs> make you big. He's not going to do anything that's small. God is, is. I, I'm just going to say he's on the rise, and he's not playing. He's going to show himself strong on our behalf. Amen. And every devil in hell is on alert, I believe, already, and they are scared. You know, the devil is afraid of God, but he makes the most noise and he'll buffalo you to make you think you have no power. But your power comes from God. Amen? That's not a weak commodity. That's some precious stuff. Amen? He's given us everything, the keys to the kingdom. He's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. There's nothing cheap that you can get from God. And you need everything that he has given you. Amen. You know, God has blessed us. And I can personally say he's blessed me so much.
1: But I don't want to
0: take advantage of his blessings anymore. I want to do something more for God. You know what I'm saying? Do more for God. It's good to be alive. It's good to be healthy. It's good to not have to rob Peter to pay Paul. (laughs) Paul is getting paid these days. Amen. He's been waiting a long time. He's getting paid these days. How many of you can say that? Amen. Not robbing Peter to pay Paul. No, Peter's getting paid. Because he's been waiting. He's the one. But I'm telling you, God is quietly and strategically, I'll say, moving in our lives. And if you would look and just examine in your prayer time, you have less control over your life than you think. You have less control now than you had three months ago because God is coming in and he's moving on the hearts of men to just abide in him. And and stay more with him, and you know, care about the small things or the small people, or you know, just God will put things on your mind that you need to do for people that you just didn't think you you know you might have overlooked it before, because those things are important to God. People are important to God. You know how they feel, what you say. You know the smallest thing, and people will think you you're crazy. Or you have a motive because you care. But you get that God wants us to care about one another. Amen. Because we matter. You know, you hear black lives matter. Well, God matters. You know, what God thinks about matters. Amen. You know, he cares. And he wants us to make a difference. Amen. And I believe he's spoken to every person. You know, to just, um, and I believe he's released something on the inside of us, you know, that we carry his glory more and more and more. You know, and sometimes you don't notice it until you get in a situation. And you say to that, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know I felt like that, you know. But I believe God is is moving on us in a, a way that we don't really see it. But it's it's happening. I believe it is and so we need to just receive it and trust god and let him do what he wants to do in our lives because god doesn't make mistakes amen hallelujah so we are living in the last days yeah but god's glory shall be seen amen the 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 bible says the the more gross darkness grace much more abounds so there's always more grace to cover whatever the devil's trying to do because he's no match for god and so sometimes, you know, you can get a little afraid when you hear these, um, some people like to give bad news. Or you hear bad prophecies about it's going to be this, you know, hurricanes. And all. I mean, God is not, he's not, he don't, he's in control of this. Amen. You know, if he says, you're going to get to the other side, you'll get to the other side. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I, when I was in a traditional church. I remember uh, reading Luke 4, and, you know, I didn't have a lot of wisdom, uh, revelation, I should say. And I read when Jesus went to sleep in that boat, and I was mad. I said, why didn't he go to sleep on them? (laughs) He shouldn't have went to sleep on his boys, you know. And I'm like, but you know how, you see how we can be so just shut in. What's the word, Pastor? Get Carnal. And I, and, I, and I didn't know any better. I said, he shouldn't have done it. Why would he take them way out there and go to sleep? <laughs> Anybody else ever thought anything crazy like that other than me? But he had it all under control. Amen. Nothing, this is the thing, nothing catches God by surprise. Amen. He rebuked the wind and spoke to the storm and I mean, it was no big deal. He was looking for faith. He was teaching his people faith. He was teaching them how to have. He just threw them in there. And I think that's the best way. It's the worst way, but the best way. Amen. But, it's you know, you, you, when you get thrown in the lion's den, you, you have to learn how to be a lion tamer. <laughs> you stay over there, and I'm going to stay. <laughs> Don't come over here. Amen. Amen. You know he throw you in the in the den with the witches. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not gonna tell you what I did, but Pastor Barb stood up. Amen. <laughs> it was her test. It wasn't mine. <laughs> I was having coffee and tea and donuts. Amen. It was her, th- and I'm like, okay. Take care of her, big sis. <laughs> she did, too. <laughs> and see, I was being taught. I was being taught. Amen. And There was no fear. Hallelujah. I said, I need what this girl has. Where, where did she come from? Amen. And I never wanted to be away from her. Ever since that time, because I knew that there was something that she possessed that I needed. Amen. Hallelujah. And I kept on until I got it. Comes in a, a different way, but it's there. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Comes in a different way. God has his way of dealing with you. But I'm telling you, it's there. And I, I remember one time there was this big dog. Remember that dog, Pastor Barb? Yes, we were walking. This when we did our power walk 30 years ago. And this big old German Shepherd, he was white. And he came rushing out. And I looked at him and I threw Pastor Barb in front of him. <laughs> Do you remember that? And you know, I never saw that dog again. I wonder, was that real? And I and I knew then when I did and it. And she says, no, stop in Jesus. Stop. And he ran across the street. He was huge. And after that, I said, I need her. (laughs) Bridget is laughing. I didn't know what else to do, Bridget. I'm sorry. Your mommy was scared. But big sister took care of him. But, you know, you have to pay attention to things like that. And I knew when all she did, she said, no, stop, or something like that, in Jesus' name. And he ran across the street. And I said, I need that. I need that. Amen. Hallelujah. So, see, I don't run from big grizzly dogs anymore. Amen. I want to bring them in and adopt them. <laughs> Amen. And Bridget, she said, oh, you know, she doesn't want that adoption thing, but I just want to baby them. And I have a bad habit. I won't baby everybody, but I want to baby those little and tame those little mean dogs. Amen. But these are the days of the prophetic songs. Amen. Spirit of Christ singing us, singing to the Lord, and a realm of glory for the psalmist. Amen. Where the word of the Lord is, is fulfilled in your life. Amen. We give glory to God. So, you know, God speaks in so many ways, you know, and I love it when he, the, the psalmist and the the prophetic singers get together, and now the, the music, the instruments and the drums, and God is speaking. and this is what I'm still learning in everything. God is speaking. He speaks in everything. Amen. He speaks through the children. He speaks in every way. Don't count God out. He's speaking. Sometimes we miss Him because we're not paying attention. But God speaks. I'm giving you another scripture, Psalm 72:18. I don't remember why I wrote that one down. Mm-hmm. Psalm 72. Let's see, Psalm 72, 18. And it says here, let's do, yeah, 18 and 19. It says, Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. Isn't that something? He doesn't do anything shabby. He's not involved in all that other stuff. And people calling it God. You know, like some girl that's singing rhythm and blues. She was born a Christian starting in the church and says God was blessing her, you know, to give her this, this career. And she's got half clothes off. And God is not in that. People call it God and they give honor to God, you know, and it's, it's just a bunch of Crap. Amen. Putting the label and see when the world sees that they start questioning God. Amen. But he does wondrous things. Amen. Verse 19 said, And blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. So the whole world will be filled with his glory, his honor, his majesty. Hallelujah. God is worth all honor and glory. And we need to glorify him more and magnify his name. Give thanks to him. You know, I know God, he told me one time, he said, don't ask me for that no more. Just say thanks. He told me that recently. Just say thank you. And so I've been thanking him. And ever, I'm going to tell you something. Ever since I've been thanking him for this specific thing, I've been seeing change. Amen. Not because I was asking him, but sometimes you got to know God well enough to know he heard you. Amen. <laughs> he heard you. And, he and you know, just thank him. And I think we need to do that to to condition our own minds and to teach us that he is not far away. He hears us. I know there's a lesson to be learned in thanking God for something. Amen. So you have to learn how to know that God hears you. You know, some things you just have to know in the kingdom. Like you've got to know God loves you you got to know He loves you. you got to know He's with you. You have to know these things. You have to know that he's, He wants good for you and not bad. That He's going to give you your expected end. Amen. You know, Amos, um, not Amos 9, but Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I remember when the Lord spoke to me years ago about that scripture. You know, I know the thoughts that I have toward you. Thoughts of peace and not evil to bring you. And expected end, in. A future and a hope. And so there's a hope in God. You know, God never counts us out. I don't care how much we mess up. He still loves us. Amen. He forgives us. He corrects us. Amen. And, is, and, he, and God is so merciful. New mercies every morning. Patience. And that's why some people that don't really know him... Take him for granted, and they think because God didn't strike them dead or whatever they expect him to do, that they they're not wrong, but God, I believe he looks for us to judge ourselves. Judge yourself before the devil start judging you amen repent there's always repentance and mercy every morning, and so god's thoughts are good towards us all the time. He never thinks bad of his people, even you know that's condemnation. Yeah. Self-condemnation that will come in there. And see, I found this out. Um, the devil, he dupl- tries to duplicate everything because he's a, a fake. And so he tries to duplicate everything that God does. And so he has his own judgment system, but he always says, Guilty. <laughs> he don't give you a lawyer, no mercy, nothing. You're just Guilty. No, no, you don't get a phone call. <laughs> There's no phone call, amen. You don't get a lawyer. You can't lawyer up with him, but you can with the Lord, amen. Hallelujah. You lawyer up, and God has you. It's just, you have to trust it. We need to want to get to know the one that created us, amen. And stop guessing. It was such a freedom when I found out for myself that God loved me, amen, that he was with me and he was not mad at me. Even with my shortcomings, com- he pointed them out. He gives me the opportunity to repent, but he's still like me for me, amen. I don't have to prove and go through inspection, and if I mess up, no, he doesn't do that, amen. He just speaks to you in that um, gentle spirit, the Holy Spirit. And he said, Now, nah, you know you shouldn't have said that. I get that all the time. <laughs> you know you shouldn't have said that. Especially when Tony starts messing with me. You know, he likes to pull you in. Amen. But, you know, the Holy Spirit is gentle. And, you know, that, that loud voice, that's condemnation. That's the devil. Because he likes to get something on you. And then he'll stick it to you later. When you're trying to feel better about yourself. Or when God gives you a promise or a prophecy. Or he'll speak something in your spirit. And you say, oh, wow, God. You know, he spoke that to me. And it's so wonderful. And here comes the devil. Now you really think that was God after you did that? Or after you said that? You know, that wasn't God. God. See, he's going to switch it. He tells you everything that is. This is the devil. He's not going to allow you to think that what it is that you need to change is what you need to change. He's going to tell you something else. That's okay. That you don't need to change that, but you need to change this over here. He's never going to tell you the truth. He wants to keep you confused. He wants you to keep those bad habits or, you know, those little things you need to get rid of that God gently speaks to you. The devil tells him, you, you okay? He's never going to allow you. If he can, he's going to always try to tell you that what you need to get rid of, you don't. You keep. And the things that you need to keep, he's going to say, dang, that ain't, that ain't God. He's always speaking for God. And he's a liar. <laughs> Tries to, so we already know he's a liar. But we listen to that voice. Because we're really not sure. And we're not sure because we're not sure about our relationship and our, sta- our good standing with God. Amen? But just because of everyday situations. And so we think, well, you know, God is probably, he didn't like that. And then these things mount up, and then you got a whole case. The devil's build a case against you. Amen. And so we need to start trusting God. And when you know that you messed up, repent quickly. Repent. Amen. If you hurt people's feelings, you say, God, I, I've asked God to deal with that person and, ask, and just ask them to forgive me. You know, God just helped them to forgive me. But see, we don't want to go humble. Because they, and did you see what they said to me? And I wouldn't have said that if they hadn't said, you know, we always got to defend ourselves. But I'm learning. You don't have to defend yourself. You know, you just let God. But you need to talk to God. And you need to go to him. And you need to express yourself to him. Because I know God speaks to other people about one another. I know he does. When you pray. He speaks to people. He doesn't, let us, he doesn't leave us in a big mess, a war between, you know, one another. He He solves these problems if you allow him to. Amen? But we're so used to trying to solve them ourselves, and then we, it's like pouring, pouring gasoline on an already fire. And then before you know it, it's a big blaze. But if we allow God to teach us, how to solve these problems, especially between one another. And I'm telling you, he'll put love in your hearts for people that you never thought you could love. Amen? And he'll put love in their hearts for you, because you ain't the nicest thing either. You understand what I'm saying? So it works two ways. But God, the think God never lets us down. And I think the days that are coming where God's glory is being revealed... I believe that God is going to do major work in, on the inside of us, on the, in the hearts of people. Amen? And spiritually, we, we are so spiritually broken. And I've been there. And we need God to encourage us and, and lift us up. And I believe part of it, I, have, I know it has something to do with being around wrong people. Amen? Amen? The wrong, I didn't get a real good one, but that's okay. Still true. <laughs> Got to watch your acquaintances. You can't be the only one that's hungering and thirsting after God. Well, I just like to bring joy to them now. They're going to pull you down. And so we have to watch our associations, amen, and just be satisfied. God has a place for everybody. Now let me tell you what God does to hardhead people that still want to make the glue stick. He'll make them give you the left foot of fellowship. He does. Amen. I thank God. I read read the handwriting on the wall, but I thought I was, you know, leaving the Baptist church. They were what they wanted me out of there real bad. I thank God. I beat them at to the punch. Because I know I, I asked my children, I said, Well, I, I believe God is telling me to leave the church. And Tony said, I never like it because they don't like us. <laughs> and I'm like, You know, oh, don't think, don't say that, you know, being this religion, into religion. You shouldn't say that. Well, they didn't. And they wanted to, and they was planning to give me the left foot. And so I'm so thankful that I, you know, just knew to move on because my kids said, we don't want to go back. We're ready to go. And the devil told me, he threatened me, well, you've had them in this church all their lives, and you take them out of here, they're not going to serve God. We weren't serving God in there. God wasn't in there. He visited from time to time, but... God will get you where you need to be. Just don't let go of him. Amen. Trust him. He'll get you to the right place. Amen. He'll write it. You know, God has given me so many clues, you know, just on a sign. And, you know, he leads you where he wants you to go. And all you have to do is follow the cloud. Just follow him. It's not hard. And, and, you know, I used to think that I had to do stuff all the time. God told me, he says, if, if you don't know what to do, don't do nothing. I found out I don't have to do nothing. I can just be me. Free to be me. Free to be who I am. And give God all the glory. As long as you've given God the glory, you know who he is in your life. You have most of it. You have the world licked. Because the devil can't take anything away from you. Amen. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 1.12, if you want to write that down, you don't have to go there. It talks about declaring his word. And he will hasten his word to perform it. I love that. He hastens. Well, why is it taking so long? I don't know why it's so long to you, but he hastens his word to perform it. Amen? It's already spoken, and what he speaks, he will do. Amen. God watches over. And the word that, you know, this thing, when he speaks a word, he watches over it it's just how you ever seen those little uh, eggs in a uh, bird eggs in a uh, nest and how those mother birds or father whatever they are they watch over those eggs they may go away to get food but they always come back and they attend and that's just an example of how god watches over his word amen he doesn't leave that word is just not out there in the atmosphere But when he speaks a thing and when he makes a promise, he watches over that promise to bring it to fruition. He just does. Because he's not a a person that dangles things, make a promise and never give it to you. God's not like that. Amen? If, If you feel that way, maybe he didn't promise you that. Maybe he didn't tell you that. But I know one thing, if there's a promise that he's made you, he watches over that promise. Because that's like a a seed that he's put out there. And in that due season, you know, it'll come back. And so God's word, it will manifest in your life. And you just got to believe that. And then expectation, add expectation to what God has promised you. And you, you just won't be disappointed. He who believes and trusts in God shall never be put to shame. But God will come back and he'll even defend his word when other people start hassling you about why God didn't do what you said he's going to do. And God will even defend his word in your life and make people leave or speak. He'll speak to them. Tell them to leave you alone. God don't want people messing with his people. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God is good. He'll hasten his word to perform it. And it will manifest in your life. But we need to do some things. We need to obey God. And do the work of the ministry while you're waiting. You're not sitting, just sitting around waiting on God to cater to you. But he says, preach the gospel. Do the work of the ministry. Amen? Because God has employed all of us, whether you want to be or not. We have a job to do. We're supposed to be alike. And we're supposed to portray Jesus in the lives of people that don't know him. And we're supposed to have love in our hearts and it's supposed to be shared abroad in our hearts. And, you know, we're supposed to encourage and preach to, you know, not preach at, but preach to people. And don't tell people to do stuff you won't do. Be a light. Amen. And be a person that. People can see you doing the same thing that you preach. Be who you say you are. Amen. And your friends and family members need to see the fulfillment of God's word in your life. They're watching. Don't think they're not. Amen. So they will choose God for their lives when you prove out. And the reason that sometimes we don't see that is because we're too busy quitting. Or we get mad at God then we go back and start doing what they are doing. And it never works. But I'm telling you, God is with us. The anointing is on those words that he spoke. And the anointing is on your words that you speak. Amen. And so speak right. And mean what you say. In other words, don't call the dog if you want a cat. And call a spade a spade. Like my father said, just be real. And let it radiate and shine. And and be quick to help people and and to pray for people. Don't tell people you're going to pray if you don't, if you not intend to. You ain't going to pray. Don't tell them. God warned me that 30 years ago. He said, if you say you're going to pray, pray. Because people want to know, well, why didn't God help me when I asked for prayer? And so, you know, because you make God look bad to the unbeliever. But if if you tell God that you're going to pray for people, please pray for them. Amen. The mouth of the Lord, Isaiah 40, verse 5, says the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So he can't lie. There's an anointing on his word. There's all power and authority on his word. His word is a strong power. You run in and get saved. So his word is so many different things that it cannot fail. Amen. And so we need to trust his word. Amen. He doesn't let any words fall to the ground that he speaks. Amen. And this is why he gives people a prophetic tongue or prophecy. Prophecy is to remind you, to build you up, and to restore you, and to t- teach you to hold on that God has not forgotten about you. Amen. And so God will speak to his prophets. In other words, he does nothing that he does not yet tell his servants, the prophets. And they will speak a word, and it can illuminate you and, and get in the inside of you and, and radiate you and save you, amen, until that time, amen. And so don't, don't play down prophecy because it's a good thing. It's not bad. And don't be a prophecy junkie. Where you can't live without, I want another prophecy. You know, I saw somebody, I'm just going to say this, get four prophecies yesterday, same person. Amen. I mean, it's okay, but, and and this is the funny part, all those prophecies said the same thing. Yeah. Looking for something else. God ain't going to say nothing else. Amen. Amen. Unless you get one of those, Thus saith up the Lord, he going to do it. Amen, but we don't have those kind in here, Pastor amen. Bart, but I was just looking and, it, and it, everyone said it said the same thing. Go do that, go be that, amen, and receive from that until the next time when God sees you receiving and, and receiving it in your heart and working towards it or allowing it to change you and become a part of your life. Then they'll give you something else. But until then, work with what you got. Amen. And glorify God. Glorify the Lord. <laughs> amen. So we will glorify the Lord, and nothing will stop what God has revealed. What God is revealing to his prophets and the people. I mean, nothing can stop it. It's such a strong thing. It's just kind of like you know how people surf and they get up on them surfboards and they balance. It's just kind of like that, that word that comes out of the mouth of the prophets, the real prophets. And you can you can pretty much balance yourself and ride on in to the next move of God on that word. It's that strong. Amen. God's word don't play. It's real. It's something real and it's tangible. If you will write down Amos 3, I'm going to try to find it in my my raggedy Bible, but I love it. Amos 3 8. And I want to read it, and that's the last scripture because I don't want Pastor Barb to tell me you're running out of time. Amos 3 8. And it says, Well, I'm going to read 7 or 6. It doesn't matter. It says, If a trumpet is blown in a city, you will. You will not the people be afraid? If there is calamity in the city, will not the Lord have done it? Surely, this is verse 7, surely the Lord, the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. And in verse 8 it says, and this is the one I like, it says, and a lion has roared. Amen. And that's the spoken word of God. It says that who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. And who can but prophesy? And so that's the last thing I want to tell you. When God puts something on the inside, and I believe he's calling more prophets, people that you don't expect, the word of God is so strong on the inside of them because they are believing, they've proved out to God, and God wants to use them. And it's going to be the simple things to confound the wisdom of the wise. But when they blow the trumpet... They'll speak to the heart, many hearts of the people. And you'll know it's God because you'll feel it. It'll come as a roar, as a lion. And they'll speak what God speaks. Amen. And I believe in these end times will come. It's going to make men tremble. Amen. And it's going to, I think that word is going to create and build right in front of us. And nothing can stop it. Amen. So please, you know, allow God. To speak to you so you can prophesy. Amen. And don't go around talking about thus saith the Lord. He going to do it. You know, do what? But allow God to speak specifically to you for somebody. And when it's God, and you'll know when it is. Amen. Because God will validate you. Amen. And you speak. You cannot help when you hear the roar of the mouth of God. Who can help but to prophesy? Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm gonna just let you marinate on that because I know God is calling more more prophets to the to this earth, and I'm not talking about the dust saith The Lord thy God, He's gonna do that thing, but I'm talking about specific things. Amen. And God, He knows who He's gonna use, and you'll know them. You'll know that they're genuine and they're real. Because they're going to shake the earth. They're going to shake you up. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to receive an offering today, amen. So we might as well go on into that. Pastor Barb, you want me to do the offering or do you have something special? Amos 9.13. Hallelujah. (laughs) You already in Amos. Amos 9.13. I don't have the message translation. Uh-huh, but God is talking about a better, stronger covenant where we depend no more on the world system but on supernatural provision. If we could just get that, Amos 9:13 is talking about abundance. Amen, exceedingly and abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Bar. The message translation. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to be happening so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of another. You won't be able to keep up. And everywhere, everything will be happening at once. And see, you know why I believe that is? So you can't start getting in there messing stuff up. I don't want to get in there because I know I'll mess it up. And everywhere you look, blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. And I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. Everything that's wrong, everything that needs fixing, God is fixing. I believe God is making adjustments right now in all of our lives. Amen. Preparing his people to go forth in power and demonstration. God is doing what He said He's going to do. What are we going to do? Amen. What are we going to do? Amen. God is good all the time. There's nothing bad about God. Hallelujah. Praise
1: God. I heard you Bo. that um, you're, all, you're on time and on schedule with God. You see, um, God sometimes He saves the best to last. And... I kept looking. I remember your mom said that her son and daughter was coming. And sometimes, you know, like, God, okay, i don't I receive the Lord. It's something that I need, that I want, that I desire. And God wants me to tell you that he hasn't forgot about you. And this is what's coming to me for the both of you. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. The Lord is bringing you from the background to the forefront he just wants you both to just continue to seek Him, pray together, um, continue because there's there's a purpose that is great for the both of you that I see in your spiritual bellies, and I want everybody in here to stretch forth their hand towards this couple. You find out well. Um, okay, there's some more. We got we got a ram in the bush. Got to back up. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, see, I'm not good with the oil. I I try. I try. Just hold out your hands. Promise I'm not going to grease you down. (laughs) God has a sense of humor. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you Harabashata for this couple, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in their life. We thank you for the vision that you have put in their belly. That it shall come into full fruition. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for hedge of protection round about them. We thank you, Lord God, that the baby in their womb, oh God, their spiritual vision, it shall continue to leap. In the name of Jesus, O oh God, and we thank you for bringing it into full fruition in Jesus' mighty name. And Father, we give you all glory and give you all honor. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The Spirit of the Lord said, you both have been in the midnight season, but he said to tell you, let praise, worship, and obedience be your midwife in your midnight Hallelujah. Because there's a great earthquake that's going to take place that's going to break some things up. And it's also going to cause others to be delivered and to be set free. So, Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's give God glory.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. You are dismissed.